You are listening to Danny on What The Heck Podcast. This is the place where I share my experience, knowledge and skills. Welcome along. We have Lance Hasty, and he's going to be asked 12 random questions by What The Heck Podcast. So we're going to get straight into it before you're wondering who this guy is. I think you've just been out running. Is that correct? <laughs> and no, I've just uh, come off a job site. We're just putting some... Uh, Smart labels on our smart units. I'm just taking a little bit of time out in the afternoon. Right. You are a bit of a runner, so you do look like you could actually be in your running gear, because I know you. <laughs> oh, I got caught out then. I did go for a run this morning. Oh, there you go. I've actually been doing a bit of running myself lately, but that's a different story, and I'm not here to interview myself. I'm here to interview you. So let's go. Um, we've got the 12 questions. I've shuffled. I've got 107 questions that I go through, and I shuffle them. And we did have a bit of committee to decide what 100, we got to 107 questions would be good to ask people who come along on our podcast. And I've just picked out 12 of them and I don't even know what they are myself. Hopefully they're not uh, too personal. Let's see what happens. What kind of impact do you believe you have on people? Oof, bit of a heavy one straight away. A, a calming impact. Oh. I tend to diffuse people and calm them down. Right. Have you tried that with myself? <laughs> uh, I would actually say yes. <laughs> Brilliant. Excellent. So you had a calming effect on people? Yes. I can tend just to pull people down oh, and right. chill them out. Right. right today, because this will be listened to probably tomorrow, but it's actually election day in America at the moment. Right. If you were going to calm the, uh, the, the, the candidates down, what sort of words of advice would you give them? I'd start with petrol and a match. <laughs> Brilliant. I know. Imagine that. I mean, I just found out today, I don't know how this works, and you might know better than me, but basically the one that gets the most votes doesn't necessarily win the election. Oh, that's an interesting point. I didn't realise that. But look, there's so much going on there that it really does make you grateful to be anywhere but right at the moment. Like, I love their country. I really wouldn't want to be there at the moment having to make that sort of a decision. Ah, it's like, it's like watching a movie. Right, question number two. Let's go into it. What is your proudest accomplishment? doesn't oh. have to be business. It can be anything you like. Well, that's a very interesting one. Uh, probably being a dad would be my proudest accomplishment. And uh, the feedback I get from others on that. It's, it's not something that um, you just, well, you fall into it. You've you just got to step up and deal with it. But that would be my proudest accomplishment, is being a, a dad and a father rolled into one. I've asked that question quite a few times, and most people, if they've got children, would actually come up with the same. So I'm, next time I'm going to say other than being a parent. But I'll let you away with that one. But I get cool. it. But I, I have a dog. And, and I spend a lot of time with my dog and I don't have any children. So, yeah, I do have a lot of my dogs and I are real close. Just thought I'd share that. So I sort of know what you're going through being a dad. <laughs> Not. Okay. Um, oh, uh, what's the biggest gift? Uh, what's the biggest gift you've ever been given except your, your son? <laughs> I'm just uh, distracted here slightly. There's a little baby rabbit running around. What's Ooh. that about? 22. <laughs> now I know what I'm having for dinner tonight. No. Is it a rabbit or a hare? Oh, it'd be a rabbit, won't it? It won't be a hare. It's a, 
it is a literally a baby rabbit. Uh, I would say fresh out of the burrow, it's having a little explore and uh, stretching its legs in the heat of the day as we are, as we are at. Uh, getting mm. back to your question. So uh, mm. run that one by me again, because I'm, um, I'm having a second. Oh, it's come back around again. He is having fun. All right. What's the biggest gift you have been given? Yeah, that's a, that's a really, really interesting one. Oh, I, yeah, okay. I can answer that one. Uh, things that my son give, he gives me, uh, they'll be little written notes or cards, mm. or he'll just make something. It's not the, um, the, it's not the materialistic side of it. It's more the connection of it and mm. the thought process he's gone through to actually put that together. So if he's done like a, a Father's Day card, which is just a piece of paper with uh, his uh, artistic rendition on it, that's yep. uh, the greatest gift to me. That sounds good. That's a nice one. Um, oh, dear. This is another long question. Obviously, these are random, but it says, What's the story of how you got to where you are and where you want to go? That could be a novel, mate. It absolutely is. That's uh, autobiography material, seriously. Especially when people don't even know who you are at the moment, probably, because that'll be at the end of this. And there'll be some people that know me in some areas and some people that know me in others. And that's probably Mm. uh, part of the story is that I've had, I have my fingers and had my fingers in so many different pies, uh, been, in, been in or involved in so many different activities. Um, and that's where I've, yeah, I've really come to embrace the ability to be, uh, at a level, a connector, is that I, mm. I know so many people, and someone will say, oh, I'm trying to sort something out, and I'll be, oh, gosh. Yeah, mm-hmm. if I don't know how to sort it, then I know someone who does. It's um, it's pretty incredible how how well I've spread myself around the world, literally. Yeah, cool. I went to the chiropractor the other day. He's pulled pulled these doors shut, and he's got uh, blankets over the doors. And I said, "What's with the blankets?" And he said, "I I got quotes to get the frosting, and it was about five six hundred dollars on the company." So I know a guy. Go in there next week, and he, he just left. It cost me two hundred bucks, <laughs> and I said, "Yeah, no, no, no. I just love that." Eh? Yeah, exactly. There's a real buzz in that. Is you know, mm. he actually got something really neat out of it, but you get the buzz of also being able to help him out. Yeah, and I went in there again today. I just got back from there now, and he he, he forgot he had that conversation with it. He points at the the windows again. Okay, who is your hero? Don't have to say me. It's okay. Who is my hero? It's a that's a good one. It's a really good one. Who is my hero? Uh, I wouldn't actually say I have a particular hero. There mm-hmm. are a lot of people that I actually uh, I really admire for all sorts of different reasons, and it probably speaks volumes to the sort of person I am. I just pull bits bits out of all different people. There's not one particular trait out of, um, or one particular person I say has got the whole package. There mm. are so many people I'll just say, I like them for this. Uh, I get this out of them because they're, they're that way inclined. Uh, so to really give you an answer. Uh, Who's inspires you? 
there are so many people that inspire me, seriously. Mm. From uh, severely, uh, here's a, a classic example, would be someone that I've been matched with uh, in one of my uh, blood product donations, is mm. that they inspire me. It puts into perspective what I'm giving to them is a fraction of the of the battle and challenge that they're having to go through. Mm. And I really, really look up to them and admire those people. Yeah. It's, it's uncomprehendable. It, it, you know, what it, people no, go through sometimes. In their shoes. I can't comprehend it. So it just makes me so, so, so grateful and mm. so inspired that, oh, this seems a little bit tough. It ain't a shadow or a patch on what others are going through. So you just stand back up and... I had my haircut yesterday, and it was by um, W A S S was was Wasabi. I can't say it right, but uh, um, anyway, he was one of the ones that got shot in the Moss attacks, and his oh, daughter, okay. and he'd been shot five times, and it's oh, a story. He, he just tried to make himself uh, go back to Jordan because there's some doctor over there that may be able to help his daughter, and he got to Turkey and he got stranded, and and he got in lockdown and he couldn't get out and he said it was a story i to get my hair cut <laughs> you know and i'm thinking oh all my problems that i've had are nothing and ironically it's a bit of a story but the way he got back was a bit of luck because the government was our government was was paying for people to come back and he could have he could uh, they paid for six of his family members at the price of i think it was thirty five thousand us dollars to fly them home yeah, for six people. Anyway, he's back here now and he's glad to be here. And I said, please stay here now. Um, but you imagine being shot five times. How do you talk to someone who's been five times? And you say, I've got a little, a sore hip. And I, you know, and yeah. Anyway, so anyway, back on target. Let's go. Uh, which would you rather do? Okay, this is quite good. What would you rather do? Is accounting, marketing, planning, customer service, or administration? Planning. Planning. That's good enough answer for me. I won't ask why. Planning. Mm, the creativeness of the mind. Yes, there's that aspect of it too. And it's the ability to explore new territory. That's what I like about that. Good. Oh, my goodness. I had this one the other day and it's back in the pack. I'm going to change it. Uh, what, what, if you died and you had a tombstone, what would you like on it? It saves me saying the word. It saves me saying the word eulogy. <laughs> yeah, well, you did. Well done. Uh, <laughs> or if you like, oh. what would you like in your eulogy? What would you like people to stand up and say about you? Oh, I'm thinking in some ways, um, in in the um, in the most lovable form, what some people would like to put on my tombstone. Yeah, that's what I'm. I'm having a good chuckle at is that. And a lot of and a lot of people, those that are, are connected to me closely or close friends and family, would have such mm. fun with this, uh, <laughs> and that probably yeah. speaks a lot for the the type of life I like to lead. Is that an example would be? Uh, oh no! Look, there are so many, and they would all be humorous. Would be the point. It's like mm. we we've tried to bury him face down, or. Don't worry, I am buried face down. Or 
Yeah. Got here at last. Something. It's one thing we don't really plan, is it? You have insurance for health and all this sort of stuff, but you don't really have, oh, yeah, I, I better get my um, energy uh, in order before I pass away. Well, cross over to the other side or whatever you wanted to call it. True, true. Even though it is going to happen, it must happen. Okay, what uh, areas do you or don't have control over in your business? So what can you control or what can't you control in your business? There's a lot of both. I think that probably uh, to take that answer on a little bit of a journey, it's actually knowing and identifying the ones that you can control and the ones that you can't control. Uh, and then realizing the ones that you can't control are ones that you just don't need to spend another moment thinking about. And that mm. the ones that you can control are the ones that you need to be uh, dealing with. Mm. Example of ones that I can't control. I had this box of uh, necessary componentry arrive this morning. It left, its, uh, it left Monday last week. It took a week longer than it should have to get here. I had no control over that. Uh, apparently mm. a big chunk of that time was swallowed up uh, with storms in Australia that uh, had the plane stranded and cargo was backlogged. Uh, is it mission critical to the business? It was mission, but at the end of the day, it wasn't critical. Like the world will keep on turning without these, mm. uh, these components that I now have. I uh, got a, a laptop three months ago and the motherboard, well, a long story, but they figured out the motherboard was probably the problem. So I thought, who's going to fix my laptop within a short period of time? Because I'm recording this on my iPad at the moment, which is quite spinny. But it's not too bad. Anyway, I took, uh, so I went around to, I went to Service Plus and I'm telling them what the story was and all the tests I've done. And then I walk out of there after they've agreed to fix it and they said it's probably a two-day turnaround. And this girl comes out and she says, Danny, she said, I follow you on your Instagram and I've been, I've been watching what you do. And, and I said, oh, you still work here. It was five years ago we last met. And uh, it was quite nice. So we had a good chat. And she said, oh, don't worry about your computer. I'll probably be able to uh, get it done a bit sooner for you. It's got, to be, it's got a new motherboard from Australia and uh, come here overnight. And it's going to be all put in uh, and it should be ready at four o'clock today. So that's, was it Wednesday today? So three days and I've got parts from... Now you're telling me that the plane might be uh, <laughs> delayed. Oh, that was last week. That was just an okay. uh, unfortunate circumstance. This time last week, there were very severe, serious storms uh, in Australia, particularly Queensland. And yeah. found out later, everything was grounded. Yeah, cool. Hey, um, okay, question. Back to the questions. We've got four more to go. What really makes you angry and why? What makes you angry? Don't mention Trump. <laughs> <laughs> what makes me angry? Uh, well, that, that's been a part of, going back to one of your earlier questions, part of my life story is that nothing makes me angry. And, you know, it, it, everything, there are things that make us angry. Yes, you know, I've actually been through a stage of my life where I've just learned there's absolutely zero value in that. And I have mm. uh, tools for, for dealing with that. So what makes me angry? There's nothing that actually makes me angry. There are things that irritate me. And one of those would be uh, lack of transparency. It's say one thing, do another. Mm -hmm. You'd say grinds my gears. Um, that, that's probably one. So the other sorts of people, I just go, okay, I've identified um, how you roll. doesn't fit with me. And uh, over there you go. Yeah. Don't have to take on the crap. 
Yeah. Mm. Okay, okay. You've been invited along to a karaoke night. And they said, right, it's your turn, Lance. Get out there and sing. What song would you sing? Uh, something from Matchbox 20. Oh, I know the name, but I don't know any um, of their music. You have to sing un, it for me. Unwell, Bright Lights. Uh, there are lots of those ones that uh, <laughs> can tend to uh, uh, sing along out of tune with. Mm. They freak me out karaoke nights because I, I can't actually seriously keep up with the words. <laughs> so, unless oh, I know it off by heart. That's a great <laughs> point, actually. It's one way to have yeah. a bit more fun. Yeah. I did find myself singing that song by Madame Ruth the other day. You know that gypsy with the gold cap tooth? She, uh, Love Potion Number 9. It's oh, really okay. good. <laughs> yeah. Took my troubles down to Madame Ruth. You know that old gypsy with the gold cap tooth? She gave me, yeah, I won't sing it to you, but yeah, that's about oh, the only no, song no, I could because yeah. I, I memorized the whole lot. Okay, would you rather trade intelligence for looks or looks for intelligence? Oh, that is not right. Would you rather trade intelligence for looks or looks for intelligence? So would you like to be ugly and really intelligent or would you like to be good looking but really dumb? Yeah, that's, that's a, a, such a true point in life. And there are, it's 50-50. There are pros and cons equally for each. Uh, if, mm. you know, you're asking, asking this one of me directly, I think I'd pick intelligence because you just had a little bit more insight to be able to deal with, uh, with the other side. So if I was to mm. wait it, I'd be picking intelligence over looks. Yeah, I would be too. I'm sure there's more you can do. And beauty is uh, skin deep. Uh, <laughs> um, to the bone. If you're, but you can be the intelligent one. You can always have a good looking other. Part other person in your oh, life, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. If that was important to you, but if you're intelligent, you wouldn't be judging that on looks. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Last question: uh, If you were telling someone about your about someone about work life balance, what advice would you give them? So, somebody who practices new in business and they're working all the time, and you're going to say, "Hold on a minute, you can't carry on like this." What advice would you give somebody who might be doing getting it wrong? It would start with a question, as I uh, typically do. When was the last time you had a nap in the middle of the day? Oh, my dear. Old people do that, don't they? Yeah, you'll find most um, top-level executives do. Yeah, and the thing is, the question what you're really asking is, why, don't, why do people not do that? Because we feel guilty about if we took some time off during the day. Even if Helen and I, my partner, we've been doing walks, and every day we've been trying to do an hour worth of walking. Uh, and it's we've just been doing it at the beginning of the day, and um, you know the first of all you sort of think, well, we should just really get into work, but after a while you can't, you know. But you got to do something different, don't you? You can't just grind Absolutely. it out. Absolutely. And letting that brain completely disconnect and switch off, and allow yourself to refresh physically through the form of a nap in the middle of the day, which is something mm. that we used to do dates back to our primeval days we've just socially conditioned it out of ourselves yet it's not just so much there is so much evidence you just do it yourself and you know it's, a, it's you're on a, onto a winner yeah good stuff so that's the uh, that's what I'd, I'd, I'd deliver as far as advice excellent well you've answered 12 questions so you've made it to the other end of the questions and now this is the part where i ask uh put that question wonder what this guy actually does who is he and what does he do so tell it tell us a bit more about you and your business 
so I'm, I'm an engineer by trade and I take on people's problems, business technical problems and turn them into solutions. So I'll uh, take on something that's not going quite right in your business, figure out the wants from the needs, whether it's your, your website's not delivering, not converting, uh, your analytics aren't making sense, but it'll come in and sort the technology in your business. And uh, it's through the essentialist technique of the, and Pareto's principle where 80% of the productivity will come from 20% of the action. So it's finding what is working and stripping away and throwing away everything else. That's what I do. Mm -hmm. That's good. And you've helped me in the past with my email. Um, and I know how to set up my own email. <laughs> I also know how to stuff it up. <laughs> but you managed to uh, get my emails out of people's junk folders uh, and all that sort of stuff. So that's quite technical because I'm reasonably technical myself. But you certainly took it to another level. Yeah, so that's a big part of it. I'll just figure out. If it's not working, just figure out what's behind it. Or if it is working, figure out what actually makes it work and whether we can find a, uh, a simpler, better way of doing it. And in yeah. the case of the emails, well, that's a, they're goalposts that are forever shifting. Mm. So what's um, working today is we know will be redundant in the near future. And bringing into that is the Privacy Act 2020, which comes into force on the 1st of December in uh, just under a month's time. So uh, it's not so much some of us, all of us are going to have to take a little bit of action towards being compliant for the privacy, with the Privacy Act. So yeah. uh, that's quite, there's quite a bit of project work going on there at the moment. It's not, probably not yeah. as scary as it may sound, but there are, as I said, there are definitely things that all of us need to do uh, at a slightly different level to what we've done before. So if you're storing databases of people's first and last names and email address or any data, you need to basically prove that you've got some sort of system around protecting that data and not, um, no vulnerabilities really. That's sort of a small part of it. Probably the bigger part of it is in actually your documentation, the privacy statement on your website uh, to de declare the, how certain procedures are handled and who is actually dealing with what. And yeah, there's a few little um, hooks and traps in there, but overall the, the Privacy Act, it's reasonably benign in terms of uh, there's a lot of freedoms in there uh, for, for most of us. But as long as we just um, do the, the essentials and necessary and just update what needs to be updated, we can carry on as we've been carrying on. So when you're trying to work out some problem and it gets a bit technical and it's a bit over your head, we can give Lance a call and he can nut that out. And how do we contact you and what's your website address and all that sort of stuff? So probably one of the easiest ways at uh, Google search and uh, you could start with Com Technology and Lance Hasty. Brilliant. Thank you for coming along to us. It's been nice to see you in a different environment than behind a screen in the car. I think it's quite groovy. So thanks for coming along and um, hopefully we'll uh, uh, see more of you in the not too distant future. Um, it will absolutely always and is always a pleasure. Thank you very much.